Today's New Testament reading is the Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 11th chapter. Then Jesus, deeply moved again, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, by this time there will be an odor, for he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believed you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this on account of the people standing around, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out! The man who had died came out, his hands and feet bound with linen strips and his face wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, Unbind him and let him go. Many of the Jews, therefore, who had come with Mary and had seen what he did, believed in him. But some of them went to the Pharisees and told them what Jesus had done. So the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered the council and said, What are we to do? For this man performs many signs. If we let him go on like this, everyone will believe in him, and the Romans will come and take away both our place and our nation. But one of them, Caiaphas, who was high priest that year, said to them, You know nothing at all, nor do you understand that it is better for you that one man should die for the people, not that the whole nation should perish. He did not say this of his own accord, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the nation, and not for the nation only, but also to gather into one the children of God who are scattered abroad. So from that day on, they made plans to put him to death. Jesus therefore no longer walked openly among the Jews, but went from there to the region near the wilderness, to a town called Ephraim, and there he stayed with the disciples. Now the Passover of the Jews was at hand, and many went up from the country to Jerusalem before the Passover to purify themselves. They were looking for Jesus and saying to one another as they stood in the temple, What do you think, that he will not come to the feast at all? Now the chief priests and the Pharisees had given orders that if anyone knew where he was, he should let them know, so that they might arrest him. This is the word of the Lord. For today's meditation on God's word, we welcome Pastor Tim Dragomiller. Jesus was deeply moved again. He felt torn up inside, not because his friend was dead. He would soon undo that. It was the empty gestures of the paid mourners who put on the appearance of grief for this rich family. It was the unbelief and doubt laid open by the grief in Mary and Martha's heart. One can only imagine the questions and foregone conclusions that oozed out of Mary's comforters. If he had only come sooner, what good could he possibly do now? Even Martha, who had just confessed her faith in Jesus' resurrection power, said, Lord, by this time there will be an odor, for he has been dead for four days, as Jesus approached the burial cave. Then there were Jesus' enemies. He was keenly aware of their presence and intentions. 
they would soon run off after this greatest of miracles to rile up his enemies against him. The most influential enemy was Caiaphas, the high priest, a Sadducee, who believed that the physical resurrection was a heretical teaching. Caiaphas would begin the hunt for Jesus in earnest with the words, It is better for you that one man should die for the people, not that the whole nation should perish. Jesus was deeply moved. He was torn up inside with sorrow and frustration. He loved them so much, friend and enemy alike. He wanted so much more for them. Who among us cannot identify with Mary, Martha, the mourners, and even Jesus' enemies in today's true story? If you're a Christian, as I am, we boldly proclaim our faith in Jesus who has redeemed us that we may be his own, live under him in his kingdom, and serve him in everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness. And those words are of great comfort. But what about when you have been shaken to the core or pushed over the edge like Mary and Martha? Mary had been so devout she took a lot of time to listen to Jesus and take his words to heart. Martha had worked so hard to support Jesus' ministry in many ways and to serve him. What thanks do they get? What good does it do? It seems as though Jesus ignored their pleas for his intervention and let their brother die. They may have felt as though no good deed goes unpunished. If you are not a Christian, perhaps you haven't been introduced to Jesus. Perhaps you haven't experienced what difference Jesus would make. Perhaps you were Christian at one time and experienced a faith crisis like Mary and Martha did. Jesus is deeply moved. He wants so much more for you and for me than we know to want for ourselves. Isaiah writes, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord that he may have compassion on him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. You may not understand the whys or the ways of God's actions or inactions in your life right now, but one day you will identify more with those who believed when they saw a dead man emerge alive from a cave after four days. We read in Romans 8 that I consider the sufferings of this present time not worthy comparing with the glory that is to be revealed in us. Just as Jesus allowed his friend Lazarus to die and be buried, he would soon allow himself to die and be buried. He would die with that unworthiness you feel because of your doubts and disillusionment, because you see what Mary and Martha, Jesus' disciples and his enemies could not understand was why Jesus did make a difference in their lives. As a human being and as God in one person, he could represent every human being before God's tribunal. Jesus is put on trial by God, not you. 
Jesus is condemned, not you. Jesus is punished, not you. Jesus is buried, and so is your failure and doubt and condemnation and grief. One man would die for the people that the whole nation, the whole world, may not perish. Then Jesus sent divine messengers this time to move the stone away from this grave. He called himself forth. He unwrapped death's shroud and laid it aside with all its hopeless misery. And he promises that he is only the firstborn from the dead. You will not only see the dead rise, you yourself will marvel and rejoice in the new and perfect body with which you are raised. Amen.